Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Joining me fresh off the College Park Regional win, it's Coach Jim Penders. Coach, thanks so much for joining me today. No, thanks for having me, Jared. Appreciate it. So, Coach, I want to get started. What was the mindset of your team heading into the regional this past weekend? I know there had been so much that had been going on this season, whether it was talks of you know possibly being able to host regional, all of the fun stuff that goes on with RPI, you know, getting into the Big East tournament and, and feeling like you might have had to win that to even get into the NCAA tournament. So what was the mindset of this team heading into this regional? Well, I think we're best when we're considered the underdogs because I don't have anybody in our uh, in our bus right now on the way back to stores that that um, feels as though you know that they're ever respected completely. And uh, kind of, mm-hmm. it, it's always been a a, a good kind of uh, plan for us and the way that we operate. Kind of our mo is you know you got to play with a chip on your shoulder. And you know, um, I'm sick of it talking about the RPI. Frankly, I mean it just makes no sense. They need to come up with a better system. You got coaches dumping games, um, not scheduling games. Uh, or, or, or excuse me, canceling scheduled games in the last couple of weeks of the season to try to get in a position to host a regional, something that I would never, ever consider doing. I mean, that that's kind of messing with the baseball gods. But, you know, sometimes you get rewarded for that in the short term. And, um, you know, we, we weren't, we, we, we've been playing elimination games since day one. Um, if you look at the RPI, we've been playing eliminations games, elimination games since the opening weekend of the season. We, we have a we stub our toe in the last weekend against Georgetown, and it's like, well, that we go from a potential host and to, to not even in the tournament. It just seems ridiculous. We lose one series all season and are on the verge of not making the NCAA tournament. I mean, Rutgers got absolutely hosed. They should have been in the tournament. Um, you know, I was just happy that our guys had that chip on their shoulder heading into this weekend, and we wanted to show them what New England baseball, Connecticut baseball, is all about. And I think we we managed that. Maryland did too. Tip your hat, hat to them, and they gave us all that they all that we could handle. They they're great competitors and great fighters as well. Looking at the team over the weekend at the regional, what impressed you the most about this team, and what are you most excited about heading into uh, the series against Stanford? Well, I think it's you know it, the, the the resilience is not something that's new. It's something that I've known is there, but I was really struck by how um, calm in the moment we were, especially last night in what had to be the most hostile environment I've ever been in um, on a, uh, frankly, on a, on a, in, in a sporting event or anywhere else for that matter. Um, it was on the verge of becoming violent, you know, and it was, uh, it was hostile and, and our kids rose to the occasion and handled it really well and stayed in the moment. And um, I think that was, you know, the most impressive thing to me last night. Not something that was surprising, but it was uh, it was impressive. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the environment there. And I know Maryland lost four games at home all year, and two of those were, were to you guys. Uh, looking at the weekend, it, it seemed like all of these games just had a back-and-forth nature to them where, where one team would jump out in front, other team would battle back. What does it say about the, the state of college baseball? And you see it across all of these regionals over the weekend where teams just keep battling and what do you think says about the sport and just the parity amongst the teams throughout college baseball well i mean i think it says a lot about the quality of, of the competition i mean you know the major league baseball cutting down on on um, the draft and cutting down on the number of minor league franchises there are 
if anybody's tuning into college baseball this weekend on all the ESPN platforms, uh, I can't imagine a better boon to our sport uh, than, than this weekend. I mean, that, you're right. The games are sensational. They're all they, every pitch means something. You know, uh, as great an experience as going to uh, Dunkin' Donuts Park is, you know, I love going with my family too. Um, there's not tension on every pitch. You know, I love the I love the uh, the burger race and all the stuff they do in between innings, just like the next person. But um, every pitch in college baseball means something, and I mean not just this weekend, but every pitch back to our opening weekend means something. Our yeah. kids are playing for their lives of every pitch, so it's really. Uh, that may be overstating with their lives, but you, the postseason <laughs> lives are on the line every single pitch of the year, you know. And so um, it's it's uh, it's exciting baseball, and, and uh, I think people are noticing that. You know, one of the things that we cherish is the ability to kind of hold the UConn banner high, chronologically deeper into the into the year, into the calendar year. You know, we hope that this can help football ticket sales. We hope that you know people are talking about UConn soccer. And, um, UConn basketball that much longer, just having UConn in the news, you know, we're very proud of our university and the state that we represent, like to get it out on the national stage into late into June. That would mean we're in Omaha. Absolutely. I'm curious to dive into a coach's mindset a little bit. You have that first game against Wake Forest and you come out on top there in the regional setting. How big is it to win that first game and kind of set yourself up in that winner's bracket heading into the rest of the weekend? Yeah, it's a big confidence boost, you know, to get a, an ACC ball club. You know, there aren't many ACC ball clubs that want to schedule us. And um, so our guys dial it up a notch. Not that they needed any help dialing it up in the NCAA postseason. But, um, you know, it's an opportunity to knock off a power five. And then you get another opportunity right after that to go 2-0. and You know, 1-0 and is great. But you go 2-0, and you really are in the driver's seat. Even after you lose on, on uh, game three, you're still in the driver's seat because you should have more in your bullpen than the other team. And that's what I think that's what transpired, you know, last night. So we were fortunate to be able to see some of their bottom end guys, um, you know, on both, you know, on, on Sunday. And then again, to begin the game last night, I wouldn't manage it any differently than what the way that Rob Vaughn did for Maryland. He's trying to get as many outs as he can without going to his his big guy that he'd only had for a few outs, you know, just like we did with Austin Peterson. It's kind of how you have to play that. But, um, you know, it's a huge advantage getting game one and game two. Yeah, it, I'm curious. One thing that, that really struck me is after Maryland walks it off on Sunday night, uh, the camera cuts and you're on the field huddled up with the team. What's the message to the team in that moment? As you know, you, you had a chance to, to close things out that night. What's the message for them uh, on the field after that game? Yeah, the, the message is, hey, in August when we first met as a, as a group or in January when we were first getting started in the preseason, uh, if I told you you had one game to win at the University of Maryland to go to a Super Regional, we'd all sign up for it in a heartbeat. So we still have that opportunity. We've earned our way to that. You know, they got to beat us twice. So this means nothing. Um, wash it off in the shower. You know, go get a post-game meal, wash it off. And the sun is going to rise in the east tomorrow. We're going to be champions tomorrow, one day later. And uh, that was the message. It's just, you know, you have to have a steely reserve, and, and uh, that's baseball. You know, sometimes you're going to get beat. The fact that they did it in walk-off fashion doesn't give them any extra points or extra runs heading into Monday. Um, it's, if you get beat 10-1, to 1, is it easier to take? I don't know. Not really. It's still an L. It just is an L. You know, it's, it's an L, and now if they got to beat us twice, you know, and all we got to do is win one game. And uh, for them to beat us two in a row is going to be really tough. 
there's only one team I think in the in the country that's done that this year. Um, so uh, good luck to them. Uh, and we we mean that too. We want them to be at their best uh, when they're playing against us because it means that much more. And I thought they played really well. I thought they played with a a steely reserve as well. And um, you know we were the beneficiaries of having a few more arms in our bullpen yesterday. Speaking of the arms in the in the bullpen, in the series against Stanford isn't going to start till Saturday now, so you get a little bit of extra rest. How how beneficial is that for for you and the team to to get at least a, an extra day there in, in terms of getting your arms ready? Yeah, we were happy. We were definitely happy to see that. I mean, uh, we were we were thinking that that would be the case, but we didn't know with so many game, Monday games, we didn't know if we'd be uh, asked to get to Palo Alto and on tomorrow, you know after our bus ride home and that would have been a tough tough turnaround but it's still going to be tough and it's not going to be easy flying across country on, on thursday and, and playing saturday but it, it, fortunately it's a late late in the day game on saturday and hopefully we can get our our uh, clocks our body clocks straightened out by then uh, you know this time of year you're, you're operating on adrenaline anyway and uh you know just hope hopefully that'll kick in hey these guys are young too they're 18 23 so the coaches might have a harder time than they do. In, in terms of looking at, at college baseball as a whole, I, I know one thing your team has been able to take advantage of has been able to use the, the transfer portal to bring in some pieces to, to help uh, supplement the recruiting you're doing. How big is the transfer portal right now for college baseball, and how has it helped this team this year? It's helped us a ton. You know, I mean, Casey, Dana, you go around our diamond, and I think seven of the nine regular starters are, are transfers, you know, from either a two-year college or a four-year college. Um you know, it's, it, it's definitely helped. Uh, I think that's kind of COVID also, you know, it has resulted in a lot of older guys on rosters. And, you know, we have, we have men, uh, we don't have many boys on the roster. You see in our starting lineup, a lot of SRs and GRs after their name and the box scores. <laughs> that, that's a good thing, you know, cause I'm, I'm going to war with 22 and 23 year olds against some 19 year olds. And there's a big difference there. So, um, you know, it's, it's certainly helped us and it's going to continue to help us. You know, you have to mine that transfer portal all the time. And it's here to stay. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Fortunately, we've been on the good end of it and we've benefited from it, but it can also hurt. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that, how that changes with NIL and the impacts on all of that stuff. But um, we're just, you know, we're, we, we have to adjust, you know, in coaching. I don't coach the same way I did six months ago, let alone six years ago. If you're not, able to adjust you're going to die and um um we we don't want to die so we have to adjust after all the the talks this season about you know whether or not you know you guys could have hosted and all that how does it feel to get to take those next steps you were a three seed sent to college park still come out on top in the super regional how big is it for for not only uconn baseball but for northeast baseball as well to to show what you guys can do on that big stage well i mean I think it's, 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 it's important for other people to see. I mean, we know we're good and uh, we just want to, we just have to continue to prove it over and over again. You know, you're never going to get the credits that's due because of our geography. It's simple as that. You know, I mean, we're, we're in the Northeast and people tend to look down in college baseball on the Northeast. And, um, you know, hopefully we have at least the attention of, of the nation and, and um, some people, you know, down South and out West that, might turn up their noses. I mean, I got a lot of texts from people around the, the country that we, we respect and we've come up against and guys like Cliff Godwin at East Carolina, Dan McDonald at, at Louisville and uh, Paul Maneri down at LSU is now retired just to name a few. I'm 
George Horton, um, national championship coach, Gary Gilmore, national championship coach, Jack Leggett, all reaching out saying, you know, that, uh, they respect us and congratulations. And, uh, means a lot hearing from the guys like that, that are at the pinnacle of the profession and, and uh, many are legends in our game. Um, so they respect us, but the greater populace doesn't. And for whatever reason, the guys in the selection committee don't always respect us uh, the way I think that they should. And it's just nice to prove prove us right and prove others wrong. And that's the mentality that you have to have when you're when you're playing baseball in Connecticut. Period. And um, you know, I, I think our guys from from California have adopted that personality. You know, they they got passed over by schools out there, most of them, and uh, are now you know. They kind of blend in perfectly with our with our mentality, and they've adopted that culture along with a guy you know from South Carolina, of all places too, you know, and Ben Huber. So uh, another guy that got overlooked and is making the most of the second opportunity uh, to shine. Absolutely, uh, I'll wrap with this one. I, I know everyone heard on the broadcast the, the story about your your dad uh, when he was a player at, at the University of Maryland. How, how special was it last night, given all of that? to be able to win this regional in college park. No, it was really special on a personal level. I mean, professionally, it's a great thing, but on a personal level, I can't imagine, um, you know, I'm I'm a pretty blessed guy, um, but uh, my father's my hero and always has been, you know, to, to, I just thank the guys in the huddle for giving that moment to him, you know, sweet redemption after 59 years. um, You know, if he doesn't have, one of the only woman neurosurgeons in the country operating as well as she did on his brain that night. I'm not here, you know, simple as that. So, um, you know, I'm, I've never been prouder of my father, um, you know, than, than last night, just, um, you know, it, it was very emotional for, for both of us. And, uh, just really excited to be able to share it, you know, everything in life uh, doesn't mean as much as you can't share it with somebody you love. And, um, when you can share things, you know, we're social, we're social beings. And the first team that we're all on is our family and to share it with my family and the guy that I've looked up to longer than anybody else on the planet was just extra special personally. And, uh, something that I'll never ever forget. I could die a happy man tomorrow, but hopefully that doesn't happen. We got more work to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, coach Penders, I really appreciate the time. Congratulations again, safe travels back to Connecticut and then to uh, Palo Alto. Everyone uh, out here, I'll be watching you guys over the weekend. So best of luck. Thanks so much, Jared. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut scoreboard podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT scoreboard pod, the host at Jared Cutler and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut scoreboard podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.